0: Hey guys, I'm Jess, and for many people, including myself, gaming is more than just a fun pastime. It's a passion, an investment into another world, a skill to be honed. It makes perfect sense then that many aren't content with simply playing through a title in their spare time, watching the end credits, and then moving on. A lot of gamers are completionists by nature. They want to 100% games, nab every item, turn in every side quest, see every single cutscene and dialogue option. Often these activities offer nothing in terms of reward, but the feeling of squeezing a title of every possible drop of entertainment is reward enough for such players. One thing gamers do sometimes get for their trouble however is an alternate or true ending. As the name suggests, these often lend a bit more satisfying closure to proceedings by revealing something more of the lore or adding a clever sequel hint for dedicated fans who put in the time to see things through. Some true endings, sadly, offer little more than disappointment. Whether through a major anticlimax, a silly joke, or simply not being worth the effort, these ones are good, well, bad examples. I'm Jess for what culture, here are 10 video game true endings that insulted players. Of course there are spoilers ahead, so beware! Number 10. Medieval 2 The original medieval told the tale of Sir Daniel Fortesque of Galomir, a deceased knight famed for destroying the demonic hordes of the evil sorcerer Zarok. Sir Dan doesn't deserve this reputation at all, as he was actually rather cowardly and was killed in the first moments of the fight against Zarok's forces. When the sorcerer returned and summoned an undead army, he awoke our hero too, who pledged to vanquish the villain once and for all and earn the place he already holds in Galomir's history. At the end of the original game, he does just this, finding a home in the Hall of Heroes in the game's true ending. Medieval 2 is set five centuries later, seeing Dan inadvertently awoken again by a dastardly duo, Sir Palethorn and Jack the Ripper, who are building an undead army. Again, collecting every level's chalice unlocks the true ending, but this is quite a slog. The reward? A brief scene in which Ser and Kia are whisked away in a time machine from the comfortable afterlife they were hoping to share to a reality where Pale Thorn has taken the place of Zarok in the original game. Number 9, Final Fantasy XIII 2 Final Fantasy XIII is already a divisive title that many fans still argue the merits or otherwise of. Same goes for the titles that spawned afterwards. Regardless of the player's perspectives and opinions, though, one thing's for sure, it has some of the most complex and convoluted endings in recent memory. Given the timeline-hopping nature of the titles and the unlockable paradox scope, it probably isn't surprising that various paradoxes are explored in the endings. Really, though, it's the true ending that's of concern here. Completing every scrap of side content in the game is quite an endeavour, involving seeing all of the Paradox endings too, of which there are a round dozen. Perhaps the reward for doing so will be a glimmer of positivity in an otherwise doomed world, or a chance for redemption. Sadly not. On the contrary, a bonus scene sees antagonist Caius Ballard rejoicing in the fact that the player's achievements in all timelines essentially invalidated them all, removed the goddess from the picture, and gave the bad guys free reign. Just a bit of a whoops moment there. Number eight, Bloodborne. When it comes to From Software's Soulsborne titles, it seems like there's no such thing as a happy ending. The grim and gloomy worlds they come from don't really seem to allow for them. PS4 exclusive Bloodborne has a total of three possible endings. Two are simply the result of the choice made in that final conversation with Gurman the first Hunter. Accepting his proposal sees the Hunter decapitated in the Hunter's dream and awaken in the real world, while refusing instigates a fight against Gurman, which ultimately results in the Hunter taking Gurman's place as a puppet of the Moon Presence. If the player finds and uses at least three of the four one-third of umbilical cord items before reaching this point, then resists Gurman, the Moon Presence will not be able to exert its influence over the Hunter, and will fight them instead. Not only is this a hugely anticlimactic boss fight, but the ending itself is very brief and enigmatic, seeing the player transformed into an infant Great One watched over by the doll. There's no hint at the implications of this development, and it's so difficult to arrive at this ending in the first place that it all just feels super disappointing. Number seven, Batman Arkham Knight. The Arkham games are some of the most critically acclaimed, fan-beloved licensed titles in gaming history. This isn't to say that the series is perfect though, as it's caught in a fair amount of controversy. Batman Arkham Knight is often regarded as a low point of the series, and its 100% ending didn't help. As players will know, Scarecrow succeeds in finally demasking Bruce Wayne as the game draws to a close. From here, multiple endings, or rather extensions of the default one, delve into the murky issue of the so-called Nightfall Protocol, a secret plan Batman put in place to protect those closest to him in the event of his secret identity being exposed. This plan, which involved the whole manor exploding onto Bruce and Alfred, raised more questions than it answered. Those who achieved 100% in the game, there are some fiendish side quests and riddler trophies to collect, also saw a brief sequence with a menacing bat spawning shadow, thwarting a pair of muggers. Is Bruce Wayne alive? Is Jason Todd now a malevolent Batman? In a series as beloved as this, closure and clarity would have been appreciated. Number 6. Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem Silicon Knights' 2002 survival horror adventure Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem was notable enough simply for being a GameCube-exclusive horror game. It also had more innovative features and mechanics than you could shake a Cthulhu tentacle at. From the sanity system, encounters with grim monsters would eventually cause hallucinations on the protagonist's part, to the telling of the story from various playable characters' perspectives, Eternal Darkness had some brilliant and surprising ideas. Its tale of humanity's battle against all powerful ancients sees the player borrowing the power of one of said ancients. The player's alignment to one of the three changes small aspects of the playthrough, and when the game is completed three times, once as each ancient, the true ending is revealed. As always, the good and bad ancients essentially destroy each other, but then it's revealed that Mantarok, the corpse god, arranged things this way, and that each of these playthroughs happened simultaneously in different timelines. As such, Mantarok is the only one of its cosmic kin that survives. The final shot is of the dying beast just moldering away. Totally worth completing the game three times. Number five, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. The Metal Gear franchise goes to great lengths to keep players guessing. It's half melodrama, half Hideo Kojima's eccentricity, but players never quite know what to expect. Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain is well known for its tricky endings. For instance, there's the secret disarmament ending cutscene that plays when all the players on a platform disarm every nuke, which finally happened on PlayStation 3 in July 2020, though the number has risen again since. Perhaps more importantly though, the true ending is darn tough to unlock. Episode 46 requires the completion of an array of tricky missions, with few stones able to be left unturned. When it comes to dedication, however, Metal Gear fans are hard to beat, and many made it happen. The reward? The revelation that the protagonist is not actually Big Boss at all, but the medic previously seen in Metal Gear Solid 5: Ground Zeroes. What a decision to make to close out what would be the series' swan song. The notion of what it means to become Big Boss has been hotly debated since, and this just left the vast majority of people confused. Number four, Dead Rising 4. The Dead Rising series doesn't have the best history with true endings. Dead Rising 4 attracted a lot of controversy when it was found that the true ending was actually included in the Frank Rising DLC, and so technically we had to pay for a resolution. Even more annoying, Dead Rising 4 didn't offer a satisfying conclusion in either of its paths. The base game was missing the popular overtime mode, which ramps up the difficulty considerably and places a variety of other restrictions on the player. This was added in the Frank Rising DLC, but the true ending you've worked so hard for was a complete cop-out. See, Frank's sacrifice at the end of the base game left his fate completely unknown, but Frank Rising showed he transformed into an evolved zombie. To get the true ending, you'd have to collect all of the wasps in the game to see Frank unveil the truth about Obscurus, only it's in a text prompt. The cutscene you get beforehand has minuscule differences to the version without the wasps, and if you run out of time, you don't even get a cutscene. Just more text. DLC is a troublesome enough topic without stunts like this. Number 3. Shin Megami Tensei 3, Nocturne Much like Undertale, the Shin Megami Tensei series has a mechanic where you can reason with foes in battle and even recruit them to your cause. While it's possible to turn all manner of demonic beings to the player's side, Shin Megami Tensei 3 features a true ending that's absolutely beyond belief. In one edition of the game, the true demon ending is acquired by besting the super difficult optional dungeon, Labyrinth of Amala, along with the darn difficult boss fight against Metatron, and dealing with all the fiends to boot. It's a tall order for sure. On reflection, then, it's just a little on the unfortunate side that all of this extra effort and painstaking busywork results in the demon fiend becoming Lucifer's lackey, the end of the world, and the entire universe falling apart as the great Will and Lucifer commit to an ultimate battle. Yikes. Number two, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. The iconic Crash Bandicoot titles are known for two things, their offbeat sense of humour and deceptive difficulty. Crash Bandicoot 3 warped similarly to other titles in the series isn't especially challenging to simply beat. Picking up all of the crystals and defeating Yuka Yuka can even be done in a single sitting. To collect every gem and ace every time trial however is a different matter entirely. Only true platform veterans need apply for that challenge. Stages like Area 51, with its fast-moving UFOs and relentless darkness can be super frustrating. The reward for finally nabbing every collectible in the game, sadly, probably wasn't worth the effort at all. The only real reward is the sense of satisfaction, and surely relief, of achieving this feat. In the true ending, both Dr. Neo Cortex and Yuka Yuka are catapulted through time by the malfunctioning Time Twister. Adorably odd baby versions of Cortex and Dr. Entropy are then shown fighting over Yuka Yuka. The clip lasts maybe 40 seconds, and while it's pretty funny, it's probably not worth all of that effort. Number one, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. 2017's Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands is a title of epic proportions. At the time, it was among the biggest and most ambitious open world experiences fans of tactical shooters had ever experienced. With big open worlds though comes big responsibilities, one of which being to fill that world with things to do, and there was a lot to do in Wildlands. For completionists, this meant a pressing need to take down the entire cartel, from the head bosses and downwards. There were different ways to do so, from bribery to good old-fashioned gunfights, but it was crucial to take the whole expansive cartel apart in order to achieve that elusive 100% completion. However the player went about it, it was gonna take a long time to do, and unfortunately, the payoff was not worth it. As promised, the captive El Sueno does indeed provide valuable intelligence concerning other cartels in exchange for his own safety. Bowman does not execute him in this ending, but instead leaves the group resigned to the fact that he will inevitably start another cartel in the future. It was all a bit futile.